Welcome to Succeed Intentionally with your host, success coach Mo Davis. I'm excited for what you're about to learn in this particular podcast. And I can't say it's my favorite because all of them are pretty much my favorite, but I guarantee you'll find something that you're missing in this one. All right, enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to my episode, Succeed Intentionally with Monique Davis. Listen, I am so excited about this episode, guys. I know that we have shared so many powers of intentional success. And this particular podcast is also special to me because we'll be diving into the power of belief. Yes believe aka faith just understanding that it's gonna happen right eventually and so today of course like every day we're diving into how to succeed more intentionally in every area of our lives and we've we've had all of the different powers of success that you guys have (laughs) given me some great feedback on have stayed tuned you know, you've, you guys have been really awesome. And so just a couple of the different powers of success that we've talked about already, um, for instance, the power of self-care and um, just the, the power of collaboration, the power of home care, uh, the power of professionalism and influence and, and finance. And then this last one is the power of belief because I feel like it just kind of completes every everything, right? Seven is the number of completion. And so it completes everything and it puts you into perspective of, of what's what you should be doing um, just holistically in your business. And so today's topic, we're going to be going over how faith and belief uh, can be mixed into your business or your corporate life. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I have an amazing guest expert today. Her name is Danielle Joseph, and she is the founder of La Belle Vie, you know, like Say La Vie, La Belle Vie, uh, which translates to life is beautiful. And her brand is just amazing. I, I actually met her on social media and God said, her, I said, okay, <laughs> I'm not one to question my father. I just go with it. <laughs> and you guys, you guys already know that, but I just understand how powerful collaboration and divine connections are. And so she is a master mentor and a minister. And I thought, what other, um, you know, topic would be best for her and I to uh, chat about and I and uh, God gave me belief so there you go anyways so she's on and we're going to be talking about ministry faith and corporate America slash your marketplace ministry whatever however you want to call it and and whatever you want to call it Um, but let's just talk about if people are ready for it so without further ado let's introduce Danielle Joseph Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited to be on with you, Monique. It is a pleasure. Yay. I'm so happy that you were able to make it. I know your schedule is crazy, 
just like yes. mine. And so uh, we have that in common. And so just being able to, you know, both of us get together and just chat. And, you know, like I said, your Instagram really drew me in. It was very, it was just very clean. And um, you seem to be very authentic in your brand. And I just love that. I love that you can 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 uh, post about God and also post about business too, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so our topic today is just really figuring out, is it even acceptable, you know, to be able to, to, to really do that, to, to have this dream business, but also be like throwing quotes about God and adding God to your, your business. Tell me what your experience in that so far. So really the short answer is yes. And I want to follow it up with yes, yes, yes. Um, because even if you look at um, businesses that are already in the marketplace, because we've kind of coined the term ministry and marketplace, and we've seen that verbiage being used um, in the past couple of years. But if you look at businesses like Forever 21, for example, you know, on their shopping bag, they have John 316 on the bag. Um, and there's so many other businesses that are very successful. Um, one person that comes to mind is um, Crystal Perkins, who is the CEO of Faithful Chicks. And she now has a store within the Mall of Atlanta. And so you see that this is something that is in place. Um, mm-hmm. As those that we believe in God, we don't have to compromise our beliefs. And for individuals, they may not necessarily have, um, you know, a small business. They might not have, like, a side hustle. But even within your nine to five, you are still um, able to be a a beacon of light, Um, whether you're working in the corporate space, whether you are a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever your um, field of interest is in, you can still um, be a light um, for those who are around you. Um, I found, you know, I work. I have a corporate, you know, nine to five job, and mm-hmm. I'm also a minister, and have so many other things that um, I kind of delve in. But mm-hmm. one thing I realize is I don't have to necessarily say, oh, in this book, in this chapter of the Bible, it says X, Y, and Z. I can minister to someone without mm-hmm. necessarily throwing out a Bible verse and encourage yeah. them. Um, mm-hmm. I remember um, back in uh, 20, my job was downsizing, and a lot of people were afraid. A lot of people were scared they were going to lose their job. You have to think, you know, once you've been in a corporate space for quite some time, you get kind of used to, and you know, used to the life. You're acclimated to, you know, work-life balance. You kind of put all these things um, you know, in the forefront of your mind, and then to think that you're going to lose your job, you know, is very frightening. And I remember um, I, too, was at a point where I was going to lose my job, and I stood firm on the Word of God, you know, and mm-hmm. I said, God, I don't care what you're going to do with this company, but I know my job is secure because I'm secure in you. And my level of faith increased um, in that time, but it also allowed other people who were around me to um, have their faith increase. Like, we need to have this mentality, you know. I wasn't out there spitting, you know, verses. There's a time and place for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for those who may not be um, believers, you mm-hmm. can still minister to them. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, was there and I, you know, encouraged a lot of people and we got through that season. 
together. Um, and we, thankfully, we were all safe and, and we were able to keep our jobs. But it was just that ongoing, you know, being that person, you know, to be there to encourage others. And sometimes, you know, although you may not have the title of minister, you may not have the title um, of being a deacon or what have you, but you are a child of God. And yeah. in Matthew 5, verse 15, it says, do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl? No, they put it on a stand. And mm-hmm. so that is what we're called to do. We're called to take a stand and be a stand of light. And so we need to really be um, comfortable in doing that. Uh, whether, like I said, if it's a, a nine-to-five job, whether it's your small business, wherever you are, you are a light. And it's important that we exude our light. Absolutely. It's two things that you said that that just kind of jump out to me. And so the first thing was the light, being the big beacon of light. Yes. I believe that our Father in heaven is such an intentional God. Like mm-hmm. he created us for a purpose. He created us on purpose. He didn't make any mistake when he created us. And so even with all the things that happened throughout humanity, I still believe that it's like everything is just so purposed, right? And so if we serve a purposeful father, if we serve a God that's intentional, if he places us somewhere for eight hours of a day, don't we think (laughs) like, right, exactly, (laughs) people, we're supposed to be doing things that draw people to him. I mean, that's the beacon of light. That's what happens. We he, he, he's not going to place you somewhere for eight hours in a day and not allow you to be a beacon of light. So that was number one. And so the other part was you talked about that, um, that thing that we all dread at one point or another, right? Is the, the, the pink slip or the, you know, financial constraints in the business department and going to have to riff you and all this other stuff. And that's the thing that people fear, And what I loved about what you um, stated was, you know what? God didn't give me a spirit of fear, basically. That's what you said. You, you, you quoted, you quoted second Timothy one and seven by your actions. You know, you have to know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind and standing in his word, flat footed, you know, not wavering, not ceasing in your prayers, just understanding and trusting the process and knowing that this is supposed to happen. I just think if we could get more women and men of God to just have that one principle where, well, two, (laughs) number one, that they are always on the job of ministry. And number two, that there is no fear in God. There is no fear in him. And whether you're a small business or whether you're in corporate America, you have to walk that out. So that's just, yeah. that's just really amazing. Um, and we talked about just like I said, it, it, is there a match? Is, you know, is there a match? And the reason why I say that is just because, well, you may not know this, but I'm a data person. Okay. I love data. I love, okay. love data, girl. And um, <laughs> So I'm always researching and I'm always gathering information. And so one of the the things that I researched uh, was just how, you know, people, businesses, for example, they don't target Christians. 
Mm-hmm. They don't target us. They 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 think that well, first of all, they're still using demographics as their 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 data to define their customers. And in reality, th- there's so many other type of graphics. There's psychographics. There's behavior graphics. There's um, geographic. There's all sorts of different market segmentation choices. But um, let's just stick to the 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 regular businesses. They don't target us. And for for long, I mean, forever. It just, it's just, it's almost like they didn't understand what we would like and what we didn't like until it was too late. And so one of the things that, you know, just as far as just me just researching and um, doing case studies is I found that businesses don't understand Christians and that sometimes drives their business down. For example, um, when you don't know that a Christian is really big on value and your business is somewhat not giving the the the, the full customer service experience and or or you know just doing something that they that that may be a little shady a little unethical and then they lose the client because they they're like wait you know what happened they're not understanding that christians have a certain level of value we right. have a certain level of excellence that's why I, I know for me, I mean, anybody should have the certain level of, 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 uh, of value and, and things of that nature. But I believe that as far as Christians, businesses just underestimate how many of their current customers are Christians and how mm-hmm. important our faith is in every part of our lives. And like yeah. I said, this can cause them to make bad decisions and basically lose us. And so I, I said that for a reason. So for me, what do you think from, from your brand? If you didn't quote any Bible verse, if you didn't talk about God whatsoever, how would people know that you are a believer? So one of the um, foundations of my um, business is about seasons. Um, if you look at the Bible, um, you see so many stories, so many examples of individuals who went through different seasons in life. Mm -hmm. And so as I began to pray about what my business would be about, um, I was able to get a um, life coach or a business coach, I should say, who helped me kind of go through the thought process of where I wanted to go. Because at the end of the day, like you said, there's a segment of the population who is you know, who are Christians and a segment of the population who may not be, and mm-hmm. how would I appeal to both, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that resonated with me was the fact that we all go through seasons in life. And so mm-hmm. I broke down those seasons, much like the four seasons that we have um, in our regular life. And so yeah. for spring, it would be planting and preparation. Um, so making sure you're planting those seeds um, because you ultimately want to reach a harvest. So you have to plant those seeds in order to get to where you want to be, and that would be spring. For summer, um, it is watch and wait. And um, this is a season that is very dear to my heart. If you know me well, I always say that I have a Ph.D. in waiting. Um, God has made me wait um, for my um, now husband, and now I'm in a season of waiting because I am trying to conceive. And so the watch and wait, I I say that it's like summer. Um, the heat is really hot. You know, you it's like scorching, you know, hot outside. you got to make preparation 
so that you can still have a harvest even in the summertime. And mm-hmm. that is really um, difficult to be in a season where you feel like everything, you're doing everything that you can um, because it, in scriptures says faith without works is dead. And so you're doing everything that you can, but you're still in the waiting. Um, so that's the summer season, watch and wait. Um, enhancement and elevation is fall. Um, and so in that season, that's when, yes, you may have a harvest, But that doesn't mean you just stop there. You know, God has not given us a spirit of complacency. And so although you have a harvest, um, it's time to enhance what you have and elevate and take it a step further um, and maximize your growth. And then the final one would be committed and consistent, which is – it is equatable to winter. And so sometimes, you know, in winter, if you think about the winter, that's where all the holidays are for the most part. you got Thanksgiving, you got um, Christmas, and sometimes if you think about it in the physical sense, we're packing on the pounds um, around the holiday season because mm-hmm. we're kind of growing complacent, okay? And yeah. so that season really deals with Commit, being committed, and not only being committed, but remaining consistent. And that's a, mm-hmm. a key ingredient to success is yeah. remaining consistent. If you think even about your business, you know, you're, you have to post. you got to get people engaged. Yeah. You know, for someone in, in um, you know, who owns a small business, they have to stay consistent in their marketing in order to draw in customers. And for us as believers, we need to remain committed and consistent to the cause of Christ. And so um, that foundation for my business has allowed me to assist people who believed in Christ and people who don't. Um, And, you know, when you meet me, you know, I'm pretty sure you scroll through my, you know, social media. You kind of know what you're getting, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I make sure um, if you're not a a believer, again, going back to the earlier points, I don't, you know, throw I don't throw scripture over your head and kind of beat your head over with the Bible. Right. I'm still authentically me. And so my purpose is to draw you, you know, to understand the season that you may be in and how do we get through that season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that, that that is what I've learned as I look back at, you know, my adolescent years, even before I became a minister. You know, I was doing ministry, but I didn't understand that. Um, and so as I look back at my life, I realized, hey, my purpose has really been to help people get through, you know, good times and bad times. Because sometimes you you will look at somebody and be like, oh, my God, like their life is perfect. They're, you know, in that season where um, they've reached their harvest. But to that person, it's, I okay, I reached my I need to be doing something better. I need to be doing something greater. And that's, that person could be in the enhancement and elevation um, season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've really seen ha- that ha- that has been really the foundation of my organization is really helping people through, you know, their season, understanding their season. Um, and one thing I love about seasons mm-hmm. is that seasons change, yes. you know. You, you know, seasons change. You, you will not stay in the same season forever. Um, and I think that is really important to drive home as well. Yes, I loved it. Yeah, I saw all of those seasons <laughs> um, in your uh, I am Danielle Joseph dot com page. And I loved yes. it. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, one of the things that uh, just jumped out to me immediately is when you said planting and preparation, because you know, not only will some seasons change, but here's the thing. God is a father of 
he's so multi-dimensional right Right. so he doesn't just give you like one idea and like okay that's it you can do that and then you know walk away there's so many different things that are locked in the inside of us and there's different seasons of when they can come out right right and so while one one crop may be there you know one crop you 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 you've uh yielded this really great harvest from um, maybe it's time for you to kind of pause on that crop for a second and then start on your rice, you know, right? <laughs> you, know, you may not be, you know, you may not be doing the corn this time. You got to just be able to be in tune and hear, uh, you know, with God. So yeah, definitely. I would say committed and consistent is, is a quality of, to me, any person who is in business but definitely as it relates to being um a christian and having that belief right um another scripture that that jumped out to me was isaiah 43 and 19 when you were talking about just being able to move um as the market kind of pulls you in different you know directions and you know reinventing yourself and all this other stuff but um isaiah 43 19 says behold i'm doing something new Uh you know I'm doing something new. It's already happening. Don't you recognize it? I will clear away in the desert. I will make rivers on dry land. So that One means that at once. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. I love that verse. So, like, that means at one time your your land was dry. Yes. <laughs> you, gotta... you were in the wilderness. Yes. <laughs> you, had, you had some dry land at one time, and uh, and he cleared away for you in the desert, you know, so. All of these things, um, to me, just kind of speak to the world being definitely ready for um, just more faith-based organizations. And I was thinking about Chick-fil-A, and that is my prime example when it comes down to Christian-based or faith-based businesses doing amazing. Um, But they have done such a wonderful job with you know, not only do they give back, they give back to so many Christian organizations, but um, I think the most significant thing that they do, it would be them closing on Sundays. And yeah. of course for me, like I get so upset because I'm like, man, I just want some fries. I don't eat, <laughs> like I don't eat the, chi- I don't eat chicken, but I do. Else, I love the experience. I'll go if I'll go, I'll drive the extra route to get the uh, Chick-fil-A fries just because I love their experience. I love what they, that they honor God and, um, and that's their decision. And, you know, it makes me think to myself, okay, like what am I doing or what could I do better at honoring God in a, in a way that is so impactful and strong and sacrificial. Like it's something that they're sacrificing because I know that they're, they're, they're lit from Monday through Saturday. So Sunday they would be even more lit. (laughs) They're sacrificing. So what, what are some things that you would suggest other faith-based companies to sacrifice, sacrifice to, to, to maybe show honor or respect to, God in their business. Well, I, I'm really glad that you um, brought up Chick Fil A because um, that is one company that is definitely high on the list mm-hmm. as far as um, you know not backing down um, for their beliefs. 
And really that is what I would suggest to any um, individual that owns a small business is to not back down from what your core values are. Um, you know, what are you, I, I like to term them as your non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you think about, let's just take it to something that everyone can kind of relate to is if you're, you're wanting to get married, you know, there are some non-negotiables that you have for your, your spouse. Yeah. You know, you want them to be a believer. You want, you know, maybe for them to be stable in a job, whatever the case may be, you have some non-negotiables that you won't back down on. Um, and so it's important that as, um, believers in the marketplace, you have a set of core values. Those are your non-negotiables. And if it's, hey, I'm not going to work on Sunday or I'm not going to work on Saturday, whatever the case may be, that is a, you know, a, a non-negotiable, a, a, a core value for yourself because, hey, this is my day of rest. I need a day of rest. This is part of my self-care, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I gave an example earlier of how, Sometimes we're turned off by businesses because they don't have value. They mm-hmm. um, do things that may be, you know, shady and, you know, I'm very big about alignment. You know, you, you have to be careful who and what you align yourself to. Yes. And so, therefore, if you are a business that, you know, is known to do shady things or you're corrupt or, you know, you've been known for money, money laundering, I don't want to associate myself with that. You know, whether I'm a person or a business. You know what I mean? And so as a business owner, it is important that you have some things in mind, you know, that really are, if you think about your core values, they should be tied to the things of Christ. And so what did, what did Jesus Christ stand for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about him as he walked the earth, you know, he faced a lot of the things, if we think about it, today that, inter- that, that um, annoy us. And one of those things that come to mind is interruptions, right? Mm-hmm. And we're interrupted all the time, and it's important to see how we react to those things. Like if you think about the life of Christ, he was interrupted. He had a destination in mind, and he was stopped all the time. And what mm-hmm. did he do? He still served. He still mm-hmm. served, and he still humbled himself to serve, even though he was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So if you think about it, I think the biggest example we can follow as business owners, as ministry leaders, of course, is Jesus Christ, because he gives the blueprint of what success looks like. You know, he, he was able to sacrifice. He was able to serve. He served with love. You know, even the people who were, quote, unquote, should not have been loved. He loved. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, us looking at that those examples to say, okay, if I am a Christian-based organization, Christ is in the name, you know, mm-hmm. Christian-based. So my value, my um, what I'm giving, what I'm putting out there to my customers, to my clients, um, to, you know, for if it's a ministry, those who I'm leading is a reflection of Christ. And so it's important that we um, look at those things because um, that is really the blueprint for success, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think using him as an example, as a blueprint, is really smart. Um, Paul is a good example. Um, man, I was just reading about Nehemiah um, for the 15th time. I yes. always get something new when I read about Nehemiah, but he was a perfect example as well, especially coming from 
he was just someone who was just like a regular Joe, you know, <laughs> he was just a regular Joe. Yeah. Did some amazing yes. things. So, um, I did have another question for you and I was thinking about when you, when you said just some of those people that you may not love, <laughs> you may, I mean, they may be hard to love yes. speaking of those types, right. Um, you know, in business, especially in business, when you have intellectual property that you're kind of selling, uh, which I believe life coaching yeah. is kind of sort of like a service, but it's like intellectual at the same time, as well as spiritual. There's this, okay, so for, for instance, there's um, certain individuals that the certain types of individuals that no matter what, they're just not going to be happy, right? We, we, we right. meet those individuals every day, you could give them the stars, the moon, and the sun, and then they'll say, okay, well, what about the grass? You're like what? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> all right. So dealing, understanding that our belief, of who we are in God, and our belief is to have a blueprint of Jesus Christ. Can you think of your most difficult client and what you learned as a believer on how to handle him or her? Okay. So for me, I think um, conflict resolution is something that I used to struggle mm-hmm. with because I don't like mm-hmm. conflict. Um, since a little child, like, I don't like arguments. I don't like, um, you know, people being upset with one another. That It really, really bothers my mm-hmm. spirit. And so as I became a business owner, I realized, hey, this is something, this is a um, skill set that I'll need to definitely build up in order to be successful because, as you stated, not everyone is going to mm-hmm. be happy. Um, for me, one of my most difficult clients, um, I really went above and beyond in mm-hmm. my mind. You know, I have a set, you know, commitment of um, what I want to achieve. And um, many times, you know, I, I go with my father's mantra, which is you under promise and you over deliver. Mm-hmm. And I feel with that client, I definitely did that. Um, but like you said, it was not enough. Mm-hmm. And as I tried to, you know, negotiate to see how things could be rectified, um, she basically wanted all of her money back. Mm. And so I, I found a very polite way to say, you know, everything that I put together, this is the amount of hours that it took me to put it together. Um, this is the value of, um, you know, what I presented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, I've done things in the most professional manner, as, you know, I believe, you know, and, and she could not negate that, um, but she wanted more for what she paid. <laughs> and so we, we, did a, we did a lot of back and forth, I won't lie, we did a lot of back and forth, and in the end, she was able to um, understand where I was coming from, and I explained to her for the things that she wanted to add on, there would be an additional cost. And if she would be willing to pay for that cost, then, um, you know, we can move forward. If not, then, you know, it, it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did pay for the additional add-ons. And um, I'm, I'm happy to say she, she has recommended me to other individuals. But it's like when you're a, a Christian-based business, you don't expect to um, – have that kind of fallout or have that kind of interaction, you know what I mean? Um, But it does come up. I mean, if you think about it, your family, there's conflict, there may be conflict in church, you know, Um, but we work through those things because uh, what I realize is, you know, everyone has their own set of, 
set personalities, set characteristics, mm-hmm. and we kind of have to adjust to each other, yeah. you know, um, because we're all in this, you know, space, we're all in this little world, um, no matter how big we think it is. And so, um, you know, there's space for all of us. And so I may not agree with you, you know, but I will say it in a very polite manner and keep it moving. Yeah. Um, And, you know, my husband, he owns a side business in photography for Mm -hmm. weddings. And, um, you know, even though he's not, it's not forecasted like, oh, he's, you know, a Christian-based organization. It's photography. But people know he's a believer. He's had some, some run-ins too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like all those things, they prune us. They prune us to be better. They prune us to understand, okay, this is how the client thinks. This is how the customer thinks. And it also creates a sense of empathy to say, okay, if I were in that in their shoes, how would I feel, you know? Right. And I think that's also an important characteristic to have is you may not always be right, you know? Um, and, and see things from the other side is important. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have to say I I have had those experiences. I have, um, and it, it, and to me, you know, to me, I, and this is just my experience um, speaking here, but I just I've always felt like people try to get things for free from you when you're yeah. Christian or faith based. I just, I mean, when I tell you, so my DMs are always like lit. Okay, so sometimes I have like, I don't know how many DMs that I have to go back and like follow up with and all that stuff. And so when I get into my DMs and I get after like the 15th message that I'm sending something back and I get a message from someone saying, oh, my goodness, I really, you know, um, think you're you're really, uh, you know, an expert at what you do or blah, 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 whatever the compliment is. And they say, I love to have you help me optimize my business to a different level, of course, for free, if you can. And, and immediately I have to check myself. I have to be like, wait a minute, you just got your ministry license. You know, (laughs) you gotta just do a whole check because you have to remember how to, you know, speak to that person in love and, Mm -hmm. and still educate them. And so this guy, he did this very recently, like two days ago. And he said, um, you know, I'd love to, for you to help me with my information technology brand, of course, for free if you could. And I go, oh, okay, tell me a little bit more about you, about what you do. You have a nine to five? He's like, yeah, I have a nine to five. Okay, tell me what you specialize in. Well, I'm an expert in, uh, I think he said something about cybersecurity. And I said, that's awesome, awesome. Cybersecurity is great. So, so let me ask you this. Are you currently working um, at your job for free? And he goes, he goes, absolutely here. He, LOL. Why would I do that? I said, that's exactly when you ask working for free for you. He was like, yeah. wow. Okay. I get it. It's almost like they, they think because you're sending great messages and you're empowering people and you have a heart for people. Normally, if you're in ministry, you have a heart for people, God's people, especially, Mm -hmm. but you just have a heart for people and you want to see them succeed naturally. And people take advantage of that and they try to to get free classes from you free. Well, could you, could you, could I get a, uh, you know, can I get a discount? Like, listen, are you going to Walmart and immediately asking for the discount? Like, Like, what is going on here? And so I just get so just like wow beyond myself and just thinking 
I would never ask if, if my girlfriend or if, my, if, if it was my best friend, if it was a girlfriend or if it's a stranger on the street, but especially if it's a girlfriend, if your product is $30, then I'm going to pay $30. Like, what? I'm not expecting right. anything. This is your bread and butter, especially if you're a, an entrepreneur and you don't have a nine to five, you know? And so I just believe that it's important for us to select be okay as entrepreneurs i believe in the art of selecting my ideal client i do not accept all clients um that's something that i started this year and it has been amazing for my business i don't accept everyone you have to go through some form of a qualification process to make sure we're a good fit and with with having that i think i think that's my last question for you is what for, for especially for those who are on the uh, on the podcast right now and they're listening and they're like, oh my goodness, I love Danielle Joseph. How, how do I know if I'm <laughs> the right fit for her? So tell them right now, who is your ideal client? My ideal client would be an individual who feels that they fit into one of the four seasons I mentioned. Um, if that individual feels that they fit into one of the seasons, whether it's planning and preparation, watch and wait, enhancement and elevation, or committed and consistent, then they are my ideal client. Because at the end of the day, I know that I can say that I have the experience to take them to where they want to be. Um, and what I would ask of, you know, my ideal client would be someone who mm-hmm. is open. Um, open for advice, open for suggestion, um, open for us to sit down or even if it's virtually to discuss a plan of action to get them to where they want to be. Because like I said, seasons, they pass, you know, but we can't just be stuck in that season. We need to do the work that, that allows us to grow and to get out of that season and move on to the next. Absolutely. I think that that's a really, really, really good advice. Um, and you said something very, very, very like on point and precise, which is what something that, that my mentor actually says to me a lot. Um, are you teachable? You want someone that's teachable. Mm-hmm. You want someone that's yes, teachable. Yes, you yes. do not want someone who cannot be taught um, to appreciate whatever it is that you have to offer and, and trust that God placed you in their life for a reason. So I am the same way. Trust me on that. But anywho, this has been <laughs> so awesome. I'm so, so, so glad that you yes. were able to take the time to speak with me and my audience just about believing and having faith and mixing it all up in your business. So um, if, do you have yes. any last words that you want to uh, share with the audience before we go? I want to sincerely thank you um, for allowing me to be on your podcast. Um, it has been such a great experience. Um, I know that we connected um online on on social media but i know that as you stated it is a divine connection Mm -hmm. um and i just hope that out of everything that we've discussed today that as your listeners um listen in and tune in 
that they'll be able to take one gem out of something that we've discussed, and that will help them um, to really get to where they want to be. All right. That is perfect. And I love the saying, La Bella V. Is it La Bella V or La Belle V? La Belle La Belle V, which is Life is Beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Again, let's continue to live a beautiful life, guys. We have Danielle Joseph. You can reach her on IamDanielleJoseph.com. And make sure you mention that you heard about her on Succeed Intentionally. She is an amazing master mentor and minister. And she is just getting started. She is just scratching the surface with all the wonderful things she has in store. And so, uh, Danielle, we appreciate you again and again. Again, not only we appreciate you, but we know that there is so much more that you're about to do for the body of Christ and for those who believe. Remember, guys, life fulfilled is life done intentionally. I'll see you next time. Bye.